We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. Shalom out there. It's the Hockey Dudes. We're back. Jackets get a huge win against Dallas tonight. Recording this one Wednesday night after the game. Just got back. 3-2 win for the Coats. Huge game. Uh, let's not go past the one that we had on Saturday, though. We didn't talk We didn't talk about it. Uh, Jackets, you know, they score a goal early in that game. Uh, Murray to Nudavar, who has been a great parent so far this year. And you know, obviously, Nudie get going on offense. Carolina comes back, they make it 2-1. Carolina makes it, or sorry, Carolina makes it 1-1, and then then Carolina makes it 2-1. And, you know, Carolina's undefeated team, wearing all white, wearing their new white jerseys with the with the canes going from right to left down their chest. This, this is a tough game. It's not looking like a good game for us. But then we come right back quickly and make it 2-2. Two two. And then start of the third period, PLD does Peter Luke Dubois things, back-to-back games, he gets a goal. He goes right between two defenders, and yeah, he puts one. He tucks one home early in the first, early in the third period, mind you. So we still had to tighten up on defense there in the third period. Uh, Corpy made some solid saves down the stretch. You know, good win, good first, good first like road win for Corpy in Carolina. Carolina, a buzzing team wearing all white. I, I think that's a factor. I think a night where Carolina thought they had it in the bag, uh, not had it in the bag, but you know. They're 5-0, and, you know, they're rolling. They went to the Eastern Conference Finies last year, and they've been starting out hot. Got to win against the Caps early on in the season. They're wearing their all-whites. It's it's freaking sweaty out there, and we go out there and get a dub. Good game by the Coats. Good game by Corpy, and I think people were really looking forward to see how that confident win strings over to this Wednesday night game here against Dallas. And Dallas coming in. Dallas looking cold, man. And Dallas is a team that went to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs last year after knocking off the Central Division champions, Nashville Predators, who is just a ridiculous roster. And, you know, Dallas gets a huge win in the first round. They go on in the second round, and they go toe-to-toe with the uh, Stanley eventual Stanley Cup champions, take them seven games. So a lot of people were talking about this Stars team going into this year, thinking about how they could be a team that makes a run for the Central. They are looking ridiculously cold, man. One, five, and one. Now one six and one after the way that the game shook out tonight, and you know there's not a lot of hype around the stars at this moment like there was at the beginning of the season. In fact, history says that there's just not a good chance that they even make the playoffs. In the last six seasons, there have been twelve teams who had three or fewer points in the first seven games. Now first eight games. Don't know what the stats are on that, and only two made the playoffs. The most recent was Corey Perry and Andrew Cogliano's Ducks in 2015-2016. So it's, you know, it's it's not looking good. Their playoff chances have dwindled down to, I think, just less than 20% chance of them even making the postseason based off how their start has looked. And in the division that they're in, with the way that Nashville's playing, with the way that the Jets are playing, with the way that the Blues are playing... You're just making you're just making the cl- well the way Colorado's been playing. Colorado yet to lose a game until tonight. They lost to Pittsburgh tonight, which we'll get to. I mean, it's just not looking good for the Dallas Stars. I and mean, people were really high on the Dallas Stars and they're coming in looking cold. And you know, they got they they've yet to get some guys going. Joe Pavelski, who is the big uh, you know, older veteran guy that is a big time 
puck redirector. You know, he scores a lot of goals by redirecting pucks in front of the net. And he was a longtime captain of the San Jose Sharks. He comes over. So a lot of people are thinking, you know, that's the piece that they need to push him over the top. They lost Matt Zuccarello in free agency. But other than that, they didn't lose anything else. Really, Corey Perry and Andrew Congliano both coming over. And this team's just not look good. Like, they just... I, it's tough. It's tough. I, mean, I don't know if you can blame it uh, completely on Ben Bishop going into tonight. He had a 2.78 goals against average with just under 90%. I mean, I think you can put some blame on Bishop. You know, in the end, that's the guy between the pipes that's locking it down. And if he's not getting the wins, that you, then he's not getting the wins. And, you know, it's tough. I mean, they're, they're really burying themselves early here by losing these games. Nonetheless, the Jackets get going. And listen, I thought the Jackets looked good all night. I, I really, there wasn't a lot of times that I thought the Jackets looked bad. I say the one time when we looked bad was the penalties that we took. We took way too many penalties. In fact, in the first period alone, we were a man down three times. And uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois had two penalties called against him. Uh, the third pe- penalty that we gave up was actually uh, one where Dallas had emptied the net to get the sixth skater on. And they went on and scored a goal. So, you know, it's it's tough there. But I just want to talk about Corey's, or Corpusalo's play in this game. He's really looking good, man. I mean, you can really tell he's got his skates underneath him now. And, he's, you know, and credit him. That win that he had against Carolina has, I think, is really transitioned over and poured over into this one. I mean, he's rode that momentum from getting a huge road victory and he's taking it into this game and he just looked freaking he just looked like corp solid tonight like i don't know what corpy like he just looked freaking good he's got the flow going out the bucky a little bit he's got a little bit of confidence with him he's got a little bit of a pip in his step now and now here he comes locking down early on in the first period here about six 16 minutes left in the first period dallas was on the power play uh early penalty was garbage i think it was the penalty was called on Sonny milano i think it was hooking and it was just a garbage call the fans didn't like it but he just makes a huge save here rupe hints goes cross ice to Gerano Geranov gurianov of uh freaking sorry excuse me denise Geranov of uh dallas here it goes cross ice and it uh, no i'm sorry it was it, w- it went from hints down low i think he gave it down low to cogliano and cogliano tried to go cross ice to Geranorov, and he freaking corpy goes cross crease and just snags it glove just snags it glove like he doesn't snag it i mean he knocks it off the glove but nonetheless just a beautiful save like it, it was i think for me it was the most impressive save that he had all night and it came early on in the first period to keep this game zero zero and then of course the coats go down later and uh they they just attack on offense man like they just really get going the puck starts with Pierre Luc Dubois he has it below the net he gives it up top to Seth Jones Seth Jones rips one it goes off the boards Gustav picks it off off the brick ricochet slices it over to Zach Wenski. and Zach of course with tons of space in front of the net just buries it five hole and you know that's just the goal that you love to see you love to see the boys get rewarded from spending time in the offensive zone and you know when you spend time in the offensive zone when you continue to cycle the puck down low 
all five players on the opposing team are going to start to sneak below the end lines. They're going to, or not the end lines, but they're going to start to sneak below the circles. When you get them sneaking below the hash circles, that's when you're going to get a ton of space for your D-men. And when the D-men that we have in Seth Jones and Zach Rowenski out there, they're going to find their ways to get goals. And I want to talk about the way that they've played this year because I don't think they're quite satisfied with the amount of goals that they scored, but they're also one thing they're not worried about it. And I just want to mention that through the Blue Jackets' first five games last season, the top defensive pair of Seth Jones and Zach Rowinski had combined three goals. Through the first five games this season, the duo just had one, and it was against that game, that 7-2 game against Pittsburgh where Zach Rowinski got the only goal. So I, there was a little bit of worry about how they were producing offensively. Here's what uh, defenseman Zach Rowinski had to say. I think defensemen don't really care about points at all. If they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. Um, and, you know, Jones had some chances. He, has, he still has yet to get a goal. But, you know, he's got a couple assists on the air. He, he's put damn near 20 shots on net, and scoring just hasn't hasn't come. And he was quoted saying he tries to anticipate what he sees offensively so that every offensive opportunity he has it calculated that he's not taking a big risk on defense, which is fair. And he said he's had some decent, decent shots this year and hasn't scored, but that's part of being patient. He has to keep patience and just stick with what he knows. And, you know, he's going to bury some. I mean, he, we... we he really has had a lot of shots, a lot of opportunities where we thought, okay, he's going to tuck one here. But, you know, you got to be patient with, with Seth. He's going to get going. We're going to get him juicing. It just we need to get those offensive possessions where we're just spending time in the offensive zone because that's going to create space for those D-men back there. And it showed with the with the first goal that we scored with Zach Rowenski. And, you know, the boys got rewarded. We were leading in shots early 10-8. And then uh, with five minutes left to go, is freaking Alexander Wenberg dangles around two guys and just snipes one home. Just a beautiful tune. Like, that's exactly the goal. That's exactly what we want him to do. What Alexander Wenberg did to Ben Bishop and to those two guys on the Dallas Stars is exactly what we need him to do every single Not every single night, but we need him. Yeah, every single night we need him to put shots on net. SOGs for Alexander Wenberg, and it, the, the shift started with him skating all the way around the net, and again, a spending time in the zone. Our defenseman shoots one off the boards, and he gets the puck, and he circles up in front, dangles around two guys, creates some space, and talks one. It's good, 2 nothing. so here we go. Uh, here comes Dallas the other way, late in the first period. You know, they get one. It, it's, what's, it, it's a little, you know, it was a little cross-crease pass, to, of course, Miro Heiskanen, who's one of their better D-men. I mean, there's a lot of buzz around him. He had three points so far, so he's a, a high-profile scoring D-man. This is what you're going to do. He's gonna, you get a pass cross-crease. Uh, it was a six-on-five situation. Again, it's an odd-man situation where you just got to rely on Corpy. The pass came from Radulov. Radulov's Alexander Radulov. I freaking love that guy. I wish he was on my team. He's such a, he's such a little... He's so feisty, so feisty on the boards, and so intense, and so skilled offensively. He's really underrated, one of the more underrated Russians in the league. And, you know, he had a good game, and he made a good pass to Heiskanen. Heiskanen buried it, and it's 2-1, whatever, going into the second period. Second period was a, was a little bit of the dead zone, and then the third period got going a little bit, and not much was happening, still a 2-1 game. Dallas had caught up on shots. They were leading 27-25. to 
and Sonny Milano gets a gets an outlet pass uh, along the far boards, um, right in front of Dallas's bench, and he's got two guys circling in on him, and he just splits them. He just splits them to enter the zone, Sonny Milano, and then all of a sudden he's got a little bit of space. He just kind of pushes it ahead. He squeezes between the two D men, and he, he's it's just ice between him and Ben Bishop. And I, I, I'm at the edge of my seat. Anytime I see one of our guys have nothing but ice in front of him and the tendy, you know, he's still got the two guys trailing him. So I'm a little bit like, what, what's going to happen here? What, like, what, what's going on? And then he takes it in front of the net. And instead of, like, trying to go around the pad, which is what I thought he was going to do, or try to make a move in front or try to rip a quick snap bomb, he brings the puck back towards the guys that are back checking him but between his legs so that they don't expect it and then he just tucks it top cheese top cheese over ben bishop's right shoulder boys i jumped out of my seat i turn look four rows behind me at tom and i just hold up two fingers on my left hand and two fingers on my right hand because Sonny Milano went sunny side up top cheese on Ben Bishop. And, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I was chirping the people on Twitter that like to chirp Sonny Milano every game. It's like something about the way that they like to chirp Sonny Milano is just so hilarious to me. Because he's literally a Cleveland monster. Like, that's the thing. People get him confused. People think that he's just a guy that's just been embedded in our lineup. He has played a grand total of 73 games with the Jackets in the last five years. The, guy, the kid's 23 years old. He's he's played. He hasn't even played a full season with us. He's, he's had 15 goals for us. I mean, people just trash on the guy. Like, they're like, like I get it. I get it. He's he's an AHL level player right now out there on the ice. But like he's scored some goals at this level. He's scored 15 goals here with Columbus. In 5 years, that's the thing people get mixed up. They basically calculate that and say, "Oh, well he's only getting like 3 goals a year for us." Well, he's not getting a lot of opportunities. Like in those 73 games, you got to consider he's mostly playing on the bottom 3 and 4 lines. Like I don't know. I just I just think it's funny that People like to chirp him so much, and he gets a talk, and a beautiful talk. And, like, that's the thing is people are like, oh, it's only one goal. Oh, it's only one goal. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no freaking crap it's one goal. But that goal will be imprinted in my brain for forever. It'll be imprinted in your brains for forever. And it will be on a highlight reel all freaking season. So, you know, people can just – people can stuff that in their pipe and smoke it. You know, the Sonny Milano haters. Like, you're literally, like – like, who are you hating on? Like, he's literally a guy that's just trying to make a roster time and time out. And he keeps getting... A ch- like, people think they're, like, John Tortorella. Like, the thing is, like, John Tortorella, like, really likes him. Like, he really likes the way that he plays. I, I just think you guys are just so funny, the way that you just like to crap on the guy, like, over and over again. When, really, you have no basis to crap on him. Other than just, like, he gets a couple of good offensive opportunities and he, like, makes a bad shot. Well, granted, like... A guy playing on our top line has had plenty of opportunities and made bad shots. And Gustav Nyquist, like, you know, there's other players on this team you could be picking on, but you just pick on the guy that 
comes up and just from AAA, from the AHL, he comes up from the AHL and he plays on our team just to sub in whenever we got an injury. And he and he freaking lights the lamp when he gets his time when he gets his shot, man. I mean, like he he makes he makes things happen. It's just so funny. Here's what he had to say after the game. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was the best angle to get on that and uh, went in. They were kind of uh, two guys were convergent on you at the time. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe backhand, but uh, through the legs. Backhand doesn't get you on the highlight shows as much as that one will. You know? Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier, you had a chance where you almost got one on a breakaway and kind of bounced on you. Tripped at one point, caught the edge a little bit. Uh, how happy are you that you got another chance to go in like that? Yeah, the whole line was uh, again a lot of chances, so it's definitely nice for us to get one. You're playing on with, I mean, technically it's a fourth line, but I mean, in today's NHL, every line has to be a scoring line. As you said, you guys were getting chances. You know, how, how nice is it just to contribute and be getting on the score sheet there? Yeah, it's huge for us. Uh, I think we just stuck with it. I uh, didn't get too frustrated, even though we've been getting a lot of chances. So it's definitely nice to get one. You know, and Jacob Lilia, he's a new guy. He's out there playing. He gets his first NHL point on your goal, too. But Riley Nash is that veteran guy in the middle. How much does he just kind of calm it all down and just yeah, set the tone? For sure. Uh, so smart out there, uh, offensively and defensively, and uh, kind of leads the way and uh, lets us play our game. Thanks, honey. Can you describe the celebration and excitement like that in an NHL game? Just the same as any other goal, honestly. Just wanted to get a goal, so it was nice. <laughs> you hadn't had one yet this year. It was just nice to get off the schneid as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this morning, John was talking about um, he's really happy with the way this team has played. It was the difference is his finishing chances as opposed to making chances, creating chances. Take us through tonight. And tonight's one of those examples where you were able to break through early. Yeah. The importance of, of that to the game for this club. Yeah. Uh, Being a lot of chances, like you said, we haven't been burying every single one of them. So, I mean, it was definitely nice. I was just happy to score. Yeah. I mean, it's an incredible goal, but just about the Thanks, timing man. of the goal. Thanks. It's two to one. They've been, that's a desperate team. You know, they're making a huge push. Just how big that was that goal to make a three to one at that point. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a big goal. Uh, I've been saying it. We've had a lot of chances in my line, and uh, it was nice to see one going. Uh, How much confidence can you get out of something like this? Like I said, it's just another goal with that. I mean, yeah. Happy to get a goal. I mean, like I said, a lot of chances. So it's nice to see one going. You're going to go watch it tonight. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. How many? So, yeah, you know, pretty cool stuff. Even he was willing to admit, like, it's just one goal. Like, <laughs> he's not he's not tripping over anything. Uh, and neither should should you guys. I mean, I just like to chirp you guys a little bit just because you guys are easy to chirp. And you guys just, you like to make your hot takes and stand so hard by your hot takes. And like, oh, man, he needs to get out of the lineup. Oh, man, like, we can't have this guy around. He's not doing anything good for us. Like, he literally is going to be back in Cleveland in like two weeks. Like, you're literally chirping an AHLer. And he's making freaking just like, just shy of a mill a year to come up and play hockey in the Schweid. Well, you take it easy on the kid. He's 23 years old, all right? He's just, you guys like to poop on our players all the time, but just keep it, keep it in your pants. Keep your poop in your pants. Um, nonetheless, good game by the Jackets overall. We give up a goal late. The arena was just buzzing after we scored that one, and rightfully so. I mean, like I said, that goal by Sonny Milano to go between two defenders and then between his legs, top cheese. You just you can't say enough about it. Uh, I was talking to Tom, thinking like that might be the best goal I've ever seen live. Like as far as like athletic ability, and you know, I mean, granted, like you you have to really trust that shot to make it. 
and he trusted it, and he made it, and he freaking tucked it. So uh, we gave up a goal late with like 2.6 seconds left um, just to make it 3-2, just for my score prediction to be right, and uh, just for Sonny Milano to officially get the GWG. So, I mean, whatever you guys can say about it, he's the reason why we had two more points tonight. So um, if we would have cut him when you guys said we would have cut him, then we'd have two less points. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you guys. Like... <laughs> Uh, that's tough, but you know, glad I'm on the, the right end of the Sonny Milano takes instead of the, just the freaking mean ones, man. Like you guys are just mean. Um, yeah, good game by the coats though. You'll love to see us get the dub. Now we're sitting three and three, finally get back to 500 after the, the cold start in the first two games and then the loss to Anaheim. But here we are. Uh, we've won two in a row. This is our first winning streak. I guess that is kind of like what we're like in uh, that scene in major league. Uh, when they're like, you win one game, you win two games. That is called a winning streak. I love that. I love that quote so much. Great movie, by the way. Um, just some other scores around the league, though. You saw uh, these are scores that are happening right now. Oilers just dominating the Flyers. Man, the Oilers are a team that got to keep your eye on this year, man. I mean, they're freaking rocking and rolling. Five and one on the year. Already got 10 points. They're about to they're about to beat the Flyers right now. The Flyers are another good team that have made some noise in the Metro early on. Uh, you know, they're two one and one. Um, the Flyers are, and they got their attending now in Carter Hart. He got freaking rocked tonight. I don't know whether Hart was starting or their backup, but nonetheless, Oilers up 5-1. About 15 minutes left to go in the third period. I'm sure by the time this podcast comes down and you're listening, the Oilers will have gotten their 12th point of the season. Uh, again, some other scores here. That looks like the Ducks and Sabres are all knotted up 3-2 again. You know, and I, I should make this point. Both teams that we've played, the Sabres and the Ducks, I should make this point. I still really want to see the Jackets play those high power offenses and those lockdown defenses. Like we've gotten, we we did beat Carolina. I'll, I'll credit us on that. We did beat Carolina. That's a good team, but I I still want to see what we look like when we when we go against a little bit of better teams here. Um, we got Chicago coming up on Friday night. We go out there to the United Center and then we we come back here and then we're taking on. Uh, we're taking on the Islanders for a first responders night here in the Schweed. So it should be cool. And then Monday next week, it looks like we go to the Leafs. That will be that will be a big test. You know, how do we play on the road against a good team? A team that we've already seen once. Can we bounce back? And then honestly, all the games next week, we got the Leafs on the road. We come home on a Thursday night with some days off and we play Carolina. That's That's a big one, man. I mean, Carolina, again, like we beat them at their place, but it was a tight game. Carolina is a team that, you know, they, they're freaking rolling again. They got to win tonight right after they lost to us, their first bounce back game, and they did it. And then Saturday night next week, we got the Flyers on the road. Like, so this, this is some good games. And then the Wednesday of the week after that, you literally got the Oilers coming in the Schweid, and then we hit the road to start November in St. Louis. I mean, we're going to really find out a lot about this hockey team here in the next few weeks. I think it's still a little bit too early to say Things are for certain about where this team's going to go, and I think people are kind of staying reserved on their takes on that. But overall, you got to like what you see up and down. I think some guys are stepping into some roles. Alexander Wenberg, certainly a guy that looks like he's skating really well out there. And Texier, a guy that's skating well. Nick Foligno doing what he's doing, getting on the boards. Man, that 28 
10 and a 71 line is looking really solid right now. Our top line, I like, I don't, I, you know, I just don't know if Gustav Nyquist is the guy to be on the top line here. I mean, I, to my knowledge, he wasn't a top liner in Detroit. Maybe he was, but he certainly wasn't a top liner in Saint or in San Jose when he at the, after the trade deadline. So I I don't know. If, I just don't know if this guy's role is a top line guy. I think he he might be better like on the second and third line for us. I, I don't know. I mean, we got to see the Torts Blender. He likes to shake things around. I'm sure after the the next like you know time where we go cold because we will go cold a little bit where the Jackets will slow down, have some trouble scoring. I wonder if Torts will mix it up. Like he usually has. That'll be something that will be really interesting to see. Oh, no, excuse me. The Sharks are beating the Carolina Hurricanes 3-1 to one right now. So the Sharks, I mean, that would be a huge win for them. They really have had trouble getting going as well. Uh, just 2-4 and four on the year. But, you know, they've won back-to-back. So they're starting to heat up a little bit. And then the Penguins tonight. Sidney Crosby taking on his buddy Nathan McKinnon at the PPG Paints Arena and Sydney just had a beautiful he just had an amazing talk. I mean, this guy is like strictly scoring backhanders this year and it's freaking working for him. Sidney Crosby gets his fourth of the year. Just what a dog, man. Jake Gensel, fifth of the year, of course, in the second period. Nathan McKinnon, he scores in the third period. He gets his third. And then the overtime goal, Brandon Tanev, a guy that I said would be a factor. He come over from Winnipeg, and he gets his first goal of the year. He got stuffed early on by Grubauer on a breakaway. But nonetheless, I mean, the Penguins. You know, the funny thing is about the Penguins is I'm seeing these tweets on Twitter about how like the penguins are done like how they're just like so convinced that the penguins are not going to be the playoffs this year like the penguins are bad the penguins are bad the one game that i've watched the penguins they smoked my team and i'm pretty sure they're five and two last time i checked on the year i don't know what you're talking about with the penguins being garbo like they literally their second line centerman is just on the shelf and i'm pretty sure they got some other guys on the shelf but they're they're five and two on the air like they're gonna make the postseason again like i'm pretty confident in that like unless they go cold if if crosby and genzel like if they continue to heat up and once they get malcolm back like they're just they're gonna be a team that you can count is gonna be in the postseason and the same thing as long as murray can hold on again their big problem is their is their blue line uh their blue line you know when you're when you're reserved to a guy that the jackets didn't even want in jack johnson you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. So, if if you're, I'm interested to see throughout the year if the if the Penguins will make a trade for for some blue line help. Uh, the Maple Leafs they lost. They went to the Verizon Center in Washington tonight, and uh, yeah, they got a tough loss. The Leafs are are an interesting team because again, that's a team that people are saying is is gonna be hot this year like they're gonna they're gonna go out and they're, they're gonna win the atlantic division they're gonna give tampa bay a run for their money at the very least and then they're gonna make the postseason and they're gonna like it's the same talk that we've heard the last couple of years with this toronto maple leaf team and i just to be honest you just really haven't seen a lot of of that star power that that like people talk about you haven't seen those like 62 games that people could say they could ring off and you know i don't know i mean it's just it's one of those things where it's so early on still it's it's, it's hard to say that a team is definitely going to be this or definitely going to be that but yeah they're just a team that that hasn't looked good uh not at, i shouldn't say hasn't looked good they haven't looked up to what their hype they have not matched their hype uh in a way they're like the dallas stars except you know obviously uh 
the Leafs have been off to a little bit better start than the Dallas Stars, so credit them on that one. They lose 3-2 to two tonight. Uh, I'm pretty sure Alex Ovechkin scored a goal. And, yeah, John Carlson recorded a goal and two assists, so, you know, he, you know that that D that blue line for Washington is disgusting. John Carlson, a guy that has sneakily accumulated points over his career without a lot of people talking about him, and uh, credit him. Looks like Holpe's out to a good year. I don't think it was Holpe in that. Uh, I'm not sure who was in who their backup is in Washington right now off the top of my head, but nonetheless, they get a win. Uh, four to three good good win for for washington I think that's just another team that i think is going to win the metropolitan this year i don't know what else to say uh they're going to win the metropolitan this year uh they're going to play some first round wild card and they're going to struggle uh probably will be us hopefully we'll beat them that'll be so nice i've been talking i've I, there was like the uh washington capitals fan that randomly came after the Blue Jackets after they posted that video of like the Corpy and Nick Felino like jump hug after the win against Buffalo, and like just for my sake, I would really like to be able to dunk right in his face again if we were able to play them in the postseason. I think this is a fun game to play. Let's play this game. Let's try to predict if the Blue Jackets make the postseason, which I predicted at the beginning of the year they will have ninety five points. Which in recent history has been right about the line that hasn't made it, but has also been the line that has made it. Nonetheless, I think if the Blue Jackets are going to make the postseason, it's going to be in the wild card. We would have to go on a big tear sometime throughout the year to land in the top three in the Metro. I'm confident in that. I just think the Metro is too thick this year, although... One team that I was worried about hasn't really gotten going, and that's the New Jersey Devils, but you never know with them. I mean, hockey, there's plenty of time. I I think it's interesting to try to, like, gauge, like, who's going to be the team that the Blue Jackets are going to face. So let's do this. Let's say the Washington Capitals win the Metropolitan this year. Pretty easy, pretty pretty safe pick, right? That they've done it the last few years. Uh, they won a Stanley Cup two years ago. They haven't really lost a ton of guys. They're still as long as they got number eight on their team, they're gonna be great. Let's say in the number two spot, let's give this one to Pittsburgh. Let's say Pittsburgh stays hot. Let's say Pittsburgh keeps it rolling with what they've been doing. Pittsburgh gets the number two spot. Let's say Carolina gets third. Carolina, a team, a lot of young talent. Uh, people think that they can win the Metro this year. They certainly can. But, you know, throughout the course of the season, we haven't really seen them play a full season yet. Let's say Carolina's slot. They get enough points throughout the year to slot in at third. All right. Cool. Let's say in the Atlantic Division, uh, I, th- you know, this, this is a more tough division because you got three teams that could win it. Um, let's, let's, man, because now I'm trying to predict, like, who would have more points between Boston and Washington, or Boston and Tampa for the Atlantic, because I'm trying to predict who would be first place in the Eastern Conference. Let's say the team that wins the East, let's say Washington wins the East. Okay, I'm confident, I'm, I'm confident that Washington can win the East. Let's say Tampa Bay wins the Atlantic. Let's say they, they really get going again and, and they win the Atlantic Division. Let's say Boston gets number two. And uh, let's really spice it up. No, nah, it's not spice it up. Let's say, let's say it goes just the order that's been the last few years. Tampa Bay, 
Boston, Toronto. Until I see otherwise, I know I'm tempted to say that Buffalo is going to do it, but I, I just don't think Buffalo has has the gut. I mean, we saw Buffalo get off to the hot start last year. The poor Sabres fans were really teased on a good year, but then they ended up not making the postseason. So I'm not going to bait on Buffalo again. I mean, I didn't bait on Buffalo last year. I'm not going to be one to bait on them this year. Uh, I know I said I'm not going to bet against Buffalo, but I'm not going to bet on Buffalo. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay 1, Boston 2, Toronto 3. Let's say the first wild card. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, Let's say the first wild card shapes out here. And let's say... Let's say Philadelphia gets the first wild card spot. And let's say Columbus gets the second wild card spot. By my calculations off my predictions, I think the Washington Capitals will be the team that we face in the postseason. What a matchup that would be. I would Nothing more I would love than another chance at Washington after the year that we had last year and whatever battles that we go through. I, I would be confident in our chance of knocking off Washington. I, I just think that... Carolina was able to get them last year. They went toe-to-toe with them. But I think we are a team that, when we play our best, can absolutely knock off Washington. I'd love to get that matchup going. And, you know, Blue Jackets playing the Penguins over and over again in the playoffs, despite never beating them, has been good and healthy for the rivalry. I'd love, to, I'd love for another crack at Washington, and I would love for a chance to dunk on them. Not sure it's ever going to come. But nonetheless, a rematch with the Washington Capitals would really get my juices going, and I just would love to see it so much. Um, just a little bit more uh, Jackets news before I close out the podcast today. Josh Anderson has been skating. He, he went skating today in the Ice House with conditioning coach Kevin Collins. Or excuse me, on Monday he was skating around. So that's good. That's the first step to return back from his upper body injury. Not sure what it is, but um, I saw him in the press box tonight. He looked good, freaking tall, tall dude. Uh, I think he's like what six four, six four, six five. I don't know what he's a tall guy. Um, a little bit of a drill. If you see the the Jackets are playing better in the offensive zone, which I've noticed, um, it's because that we've been doing some different drills this year. The drill that the Jackets have been doing at the end of practice on Monday, they worked on which that trying to get shots off in really tight places. They put a goal at both ends of the face-off circle, and they would do a face-off in the middle, and then, you know, they first team to get a goal. So, like, I like that. I like that little drill. You know, tighten the area down, condense it, make a score in tight spaces, because when you really get out there on the ice, there's really just, in general, not a lot of ice. So, um... But nonetheless, good win by the Coats. Really happy to see it. Uh, I'll lead you off again. That Sunny Milano goal, I can't stress it enough, was just so beautiful, so nice. It'll be forever etched in my memory since I was at the game. It'll forever be matched. Uh, What am I trying to say? It'll forever be etched in the memory of all the Sunny Milano haters. And I think you guys just need to chill. I think, I mean, he's a freaking AHL guy. Like, you you guys, like, being like, oh, well, he's not going to be on the roster by the end of the year. Yeah, because he's freaking, he's a Cleveland monster. Like, no dip, Sherlock. Yeah, he's also trade bait. Like, your takes aren't that hot, and they're not that good of takes because everybody knows. Like, you guys act like you're some, like, sweet hockey genius by just bashing on him. All right? He comes up whenever we have injuries. 
and he he usually plays pretty well. The stats would prove that he plays pretty well when he comes up here. So I'll let you guys stuff that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, you can tweet at me more. I love it. At the Hockey Dudes, at HaydenH971. This is Hayden, by the way. Uh, I love you guys. Um, tell your fish about us. Tell your cat about us. Tell your hat about us. Tell your mouse. Tell your basketball boards. Tell your basketball hoops. Tell your chairs. Tell your couches. Tell your fans. Tell your flags. Tell your ceiling lights. Tell your grandma. Tell your dog.